just over here in awe. I don't know about you, Hill Hippie, but watching EK the DJ spinning all those turntables, it's like it's like seeing a guy. You, remember those people who would spin plates on sticks? Mm-hmm. And he just he's always you got to take a stick and you spin this one a little bit more because it's wobbling. Then you grab another one. This is what EK the DJ's life is like. Always. Always. He's juggling two <laughs> phone calls, trying to start our show, and boom, he's always got all these plates spinning. And all we have to do on this one plate is to spin on this stick. Yes. And he, this is Shock Monkey Radio. He reminds me of the uh, Hindu god with the six arms, because he right. needs all six of them to spin those turntables and talk on the phone yeah, and press buttons and turn knobs. And one hand for, well, that's behind the curtain magic. No, he's like, he's only got four devices. Everyone knows this. He's only got four devices. So he's got, uh, so he's got two hands free to bitch slap producers. And like me. And the other object I was speaking of. <laughs> Are you talking about a penis? Yes. Oh. Why do you always go there? Why do you always go to the poop and the, the penis thing? I'm blue collar, man. Oh, right, right. So I'm the madman. You are the hill hippie, correct? That is correct. I finally learned your name. You've been here a while, so. Ah, yay! I feel so loved. <laughs> and, uh, EK the DJ is running the show. He's currently spinning other plates at the time. So that was our intro, <laughs> such as it was. <laughs> such as it is. Uh, so we're gonna get into a bunch of stuff. Greetings. We usually start with our weekends. How was your weekend, hill hill hippie? Ah, oh, the weekend was nice. Except for one major disappointment. Which was? Last weekend, I went out mushroom hunting. And at the base of this one large rotting oak tree, I found a whole bunch of pinning honey mushrooms. I mean, a lot. They were going. It was going to be one good large flush. Did you have a big enough sack to put them in? Oh, I was prepared. So I go out this past Sunday, return to said tree. Because I figured it was going to be time they would have been just the perfect size for collecting. And somebody beat me to them. You got competitors. I've got competitors. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe that there are nerdy mushroom people with that close to each other in this country. <laughs> I know. There's not just one in 10,000. <laughs> wow. I was so heartbroken, man. I just... It were, I don't know. It kind of, it's kind of like hunting in many ways. Because you call it hunting, right? Mushroom hunting? Yeah, because you actually have to hunt out specific trees uh, that the mushrooms you're looking for grow on and this, type, this, that, and the other. And just because it's the right tree doesn't mean that that mushroom is growing, uh, that fungi is growing there, or that it's actually produced a, a fruit body yet. It's, it's kind of like you're out there hunting deer, right? Mm-hmm. And you got this, you, oh, you spot them, you get the deer in your scope, right? And then, bam, you hear a shot from the other side of the hill it's, right it's some other hunter gets like damn it yes exactly <laughs> and then and you have to shout something it was like fine i didn't want her to clean it anyway right <laughs> <laughs> i'd rather not it's like you know you've spent the entire summer you've been spotting out the woods finding out where the deer live finding this perfect spot yeah, to set picture, up your tree taking stand. pictures of it yeah. yes all to find out somebody else has been doing you the find, same yeah, spot. You're tracking the same herd. You're looking for that buck, right? And he's he's nowhere to be found, right? And yep. you're like, what the hell? And then your friend could invite you over his house and shows you his mounted deer head. And it's like, that's that motherfucking deer that he, I was stalking all winter. Yep. He sends you the picture. Uh, he sends you the picture <laughs> on your phone as you're in the tree stand. Dude, look what I got. And it's a him right there in the field holding the deer head up, taking that selfie. Motherfucker. <laughs> 
But you, I guess you got to watch out now, buddy. Ah, uh, yeah. You, you got to mark your territory. Start peeing near those places. Oh, I pee all over the place. Well, if it's your mushroom patch, wouldn't another mushroom hunter like be able to smell your scent and be scared off? That depends on how good their nose is. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. Heel Hippie's been here. <laughs> we don't want to fuck with that guy. He's a little nuts. So that was your weekend, mushrooms, huh? That's, until it gets too cold for 90% of the mushrooms I hunt to grow, that's what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm just waiting for it to be too cold for the insects. I've had enough of them. I hate insects. <laughs> I mean, I would be the kind of guy who could live very well in a moon colony or a Martian colony, and I would be talking trash to the people that are also in that colony and saying, I miss sunrises and sunset. I miss I miss breezing the air and smelling the flowers and stuff like that. I'd be the guy that's in there. It's like, no, and like grasshoppers jumping in your mouth and shit like that. There's too many fucking bugs on that planet. I'm happy right here on the moon colony. I'd be the guy that's like, don't you remember bugs? Don't you remember bugs? Gnats. Do you remember gnats? They'd swarm around your head, a big cloud of gnats. Yeah, you go back to Earth. Oh, it's so great on Earth. Uh, you know what? We can make that arrangement for you right now. You're going to send me to the moon? No, we're just going to put you in a bubble. You be bubble boy. No, I don't want to do that. I'm just saying that if I had the option to go to a moon or Martian colony, my number one reason, if they had to give you a questionnaire, is like, why do you want to go to this colony? It's like, fucking bugs. <laughs> 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 Until you catch that strain of Martian influenza. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> we got no antibodies for this. What are we going to do? You're going to die of diarrhea. Well, so does a third of the a third of the human population on Earth. And I'm not going to die with bugs. Exactly. Your body would keep so much better on the moon and Mars. Potentially. Well, if exposed to the moon and probably better on Mars than on the moon. You I would like to be the first person buried on the moon or Mars. I would consider that like a lifetime achievement. <laughs> How would that be a lifetime achievement? Because it was, Wouldn't that be a death time achievement? No, it's like he refused to leave the, the Mars colony because he's like, I'm not going back to Earth. I don't care what the, what's going on with the polar shift here on Mars and the, the, the tremors. I don't mind. I don't mind. You know, the alien species that's about to break through that door. I don't care. I'd rather live here than go back and face the bugs. And they're like, they're bug-like aliens. It's like, I don't mind. They're not buzzing in my ear. And so they, you know, I'm, I'm like the leader and they have to like shoot me. And so they have to bury me. They, they feel, we owe them a burial at least. There's a scene where, the, you know, my friend who, also, who agreed with the mutiny needed no, knew I was crazy and needed to be put down. Ah. You know, but he's still like... We need to we need to give him a proper burial. He was he was a Christian. He he placated you until the bug overlords broke through. Then he shot you from behind, uh, shot you in the back of the head. And so then we, we bow down now. Here's the leader. Go bury him. Yeah, and it'd be like a factoid that some nerd in a classroom is like, you know, there's only one person that's ever been buried in outer space on an on on exoplanet, and that was the Madman. He's also a writer and a podcaster. His books are available on Amazon.com still. Uh, his, look for his name, Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's. And so um, he's the only person that's ever been buried off-world. It was a Christian uh, service, you know. <laughs> I know, because I read a book, a really obscure book about it. Fair enough. Maybe that'll happen one day. Maybe. 
I, you know, I, it's, you have to dream small. <laughs> have, I, have tiny dreams. How could that be a small dream, though? I, I just I'm, think it'd be a fun. It's a fun idea. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely a fun idea, but small? We're talking about number one. A lot of crazy getting, things got to happen. Getting to Mars, establishing a colony, being uh, winning the lottery to get to go to said colony. <laughs> Maybe they'd ask for volunteers. I don't know. Anyway, that's not anything like my weekend. <laughs> this is what happens in my head. You know, I just had this fantasy about me dying on a, you know, I basically wrote a sci-fi story for you right there. Right. You know, this is how a writer lives their life. You know. They've trained their minds they'll to misbehave. They'll start talking about a concept, and next thing you know, you're living on a Martian colony with them, and you've. <laughs> You knew he was out of control and he was crazy. You knew he needed to be put down, but at the same time you're agreeing. It's like, yeah, we should give him a proper burial. <laughs> he was fucking nuts, but he was a good man. <laughs> so, I would hope there would be somebody who would think that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he might have to go to another world to find him. Well, uh, let me talk about, like, reality, what actually happened. Let me think. What? Where? Changing gears to reality. Um, I met a drunk from Wilmington. All right. Uh, he was staying in one of the hotels nearby where I work, and uh, he ordered from us a lot. And so, uh, and uh, uh, several times, uh, me and other drivers um, would go there, and he'd ask them to help him open a bottle of wine. Right. All right. Guy was always drunk, straight up, always drunk. If he was always drunk, you'd think he'd know how to open his wine bottles by now. He, when he, he has like when he packed up everything and left, he showed he had like a, a shitty. A corkscrew. Mm-hmm. It was it was really bad. It wasn't a good corkscrew at all. It was like a, you know how like the Swiss Swiss Army knife is, yeah. has a corkscrew on it. It's right. as useful as that. Ah, gotcha. So on a po- good bottle of wine, basically pointless. Yeah, and he sat there and he's like, "Can you help me? I just I need somebody to hold this bottle down so I can lift it up." And it was clear he was older, mm-hmm. you know, and he had trouble opening the bottle of wine. So, fellow drinker, I'll help you out, bro. All right. So a couple times I helped him open his bottle of wine, and we chit-chatted a little bit about uh, why he was staying in the hotel here in Fredericksburg because um, of the, the hurricane. Right. And uh, so, I mean, he'd been there for like two weeks, uh, and so we're helping him open the bottle of wine, having conversations. He's like, no, no, you don't want to be digging in there with that, trying to pull you know, like little pieces of cork floating there. You know, mm-hmm. you know, that's disgusting. I understand, yeah. bro. I'll help you. <laughs> I'll help you. And so uh, – and he tipped great, and he was very nice. He told me his name. I'm not going to tell you. And he, you know, asked for my name. He said, thank you for, you know, everything. Great guy, you know. And I just thought it was interesting that I got to meet somebody else that was, you know, experiencing what was going on uh, on a national level. People concerned about and all these people uh, in the hurricane zone mm-hmm. fleeing to safety. And Fredericksburg was considered safety. And so I got to meet this guy. And so you have conversations. He's like, He's, he was leaving, and he said, uh, you know, yeah, there's like a, a 95, you know, can't can't take that, so yeah. we got to take this other road. And it's a side road. They said it's still flooded here, still flooded there, and I'm like, yeah, I've been to Wilmington, through Wilmington. I mean, so, uh, so I don't know. And so um, you should have been I just thought, I thought it was really cool to see somebody who's, like, really dealing with with what was going on there, and I just – I was so concerned. It was like – I know why you're drinking all this wine, dude. Because you got to go home and handle some crazy shit. Yeah. You know. Ho- you know. Hopefully, it's it's okay for you, bro. 
Because he was a nice guy. He tipped well, and it's more that they're nice. Right. I'd rather you be nice than tip me well. Yeah, there you go. Kindness is more important. But, yeah, I know Wilmington. My family used to vacation down at Topsail Island, which is just about 35 miles north of Wilmington. That area got hammered. I do not want to go anywhere near an island. If I were, like, piloting a ship and the island was called Topsail Island, I do not want to go anywhere near it. All right. Well, it's just a barrier island. That's just Navy instinct. I know bar- those are the worst islands in the world I can imagine trying to sail sail uh, sail through. Mm-hmm. I would not want to do that. Those crazy motherfuckers. You know why there's so many shipwrecks around there? Yeah, because the, the seas yeah. constantly changes. <laughs> the hell with that. Yeah, it's called topsail because mm-hmm. the pirates, uh, according to legend... They had to use the topsails to navigate because it was, mm-hmm. it was so tight. And if a ship was out to sea, they couldn't see anything of the ships behind the island except for the topsails. The topsails, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was nothing like my weekend. What else did I do? I did the the guy. I talked about the corkscrew guy. Mm-hmm. I, I listened, I've been listening to some podcasts. I've kind of given up on FM, so I've been trying to pick up some other podcasts. I mean, listen, I listen to ours, obviously, because... Obviously, because we're awesome. Yeah. Because we're awesome. And here's an example of why we're awesome. I was uh, I listened to an episode of Anna Faris' Unqualified. Because mm-hmm. I love her, too. You know, mm-hmm. Carrie Russell, Rebecca Felgay, Anna Faris. Love her. And, um, Anna's mine. You can have her. Thank you. And I'll tell you why. Um, I, would, I love her to pieces. And I would still make the sweetest love she ever had to her. But within five or six days, I'd be bored shitless. <laughs> um... I will say this, these two things about Anna Faris's show, Anna Faris is Unqualified. One, that is a very clever title. Very clever title. Number two, we are really good at podcasting. <laughs> We're really good at it. Do you have something to say? I listen to podcasts all day long. There is a lot of trash out there. Yeah. We present a quality product. Compared to a lot of the trash that's I mean, out there. the episode I listened to, she had Judd Apatow on there. And it's like, you have Judd Apatow on your show, and this is what you're asking him. Yeah. This is what you're asking. We don't have guests like that, and we're still better. That one show I listened to her, I didn't subscribe, by the way. That one show, I said, it's like, shit, some of our shitty shows are better than that. <laughs> And I don't have Judd Apatow on my show. Right. He's like, tell, tell me about the, the craziest gift you ever gave your wife. All right. Judd Apatow. Like, really? Really? I, I still love you, Anna. Don't get me wrong. Um, so, but I'm not going to listen to your podcast. Um, you, you know what? You're better at being funny and pretty. I will say you are funny. And eyes you can stare into for days. Yes. Uh, what else? Was, uh, I listened to a little bit of Bill Burr. I'm just, wait, is that the guy whose comedy is the foundation for F is for Family? Yes. I, I bet that guy's fucking hilarious. Yes, he is funny. But, I mean, I think his podcasts are kind of wearing on him. And I think he's kind of phoning it in. Mm. And uh, I, I do love him. I'm just so... I'm a little disappointed in his show. I mean, I subscribed because it's it's along my lines. But to which show? Uh, the Bill Burr show, the Monday morning podcast or whatever. It it gets mundane after a while. 
Yeah. I, now I get why you were making the jokes earlier about the the, the excessive word usage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you've been listening. To, so I listened to his show for about three months, and I was like, yeah, this is basically just he's updating us on his life. And I love hearing about Nia and the kid, and, and, and I love hearing that he's going on tour and he's still actively touring as a comedian. But at the same time, dude, I'm investing way too much time in my life about keeping up with your life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're on the same page on that. I mean, I just I think he needs somebody else in the room. Agreed. He needs a foil. I think he needs Nia. I think he needs Nia. I think he needs to have her on the show more because she yeah. gives him shit, and it's hilarious I'm when sure she pops hilarious. in. I would love to see her winning arguments with him. Oh, it's great. It's I think a lot of people would like to see her winning arguments with him. And and when his kid comes in the room, yeah. it's, it's adorable because he's like all of a sudden he's he's in dad mode. Yeah, he's it's, he's all mushy. And he's like, okay, come on, take her out of here so she doesn't get exposed to my foul mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Just a concerned dad. Well, Being a, be, becoming a dad has done good things for his psyche. Yeah, I think it's good for most most men if you're responsible anyway. Some people, you have to some, actually become yeah a the dad. father yeah be the dad that that you have become because I mean that, I think that's what I respect about Bill Burr is like yeah you know I made a career about being a crazy Beantown guy you know yelling at people a bunch yeah. but oh come here buddy you're looking so good today see Jim Carrey couldn't do a podcast because he's all about the facial expressions and, and it's like that doesn't carry over into audio I don't know I know if I know if Jim Carrey was on our show I wouldn't be like. So what's the craziest gift you ever got your wife? If Jim Carrey was on our show, I would insist that he do Fire Marshal Bill. Of course. It's like because that's where I first like. We'll have video by then. Uh, uh, yeah. If he if he shows up, we'll we, get video. Yeah, we're doing video. That's <laughs> it. If Jim Carrey shows up, we're doing video. Uh, but you know, based on what the premise you mentioned, how it would be a awkward podcast with him because. You know. The facial expression. Yeah. Right. I've got the perfect name for a show, though. Yeah. Jim, Jim Carrey's Awkward Silences. <laughs> yeah, you definitely and, need somebody in the room with Jim Carrey. And for that matter, if we're getting celebrities, then we need to invite Dave Coulier on. <laughs> I, I, Why? I, Do you I, want him to beat up one of our asses on the air? I feel like we owe him already. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, I don't want to ask anything about the Alanis thing. Exactly. I want him to bring it up. Alanis Because is if off. we invite him on the show, he's going to do his research and he's going to see the if, Alanis Morissette reference. If, if yeah, we're that, that Alanis is and off topic. And how messed up no, would it, no way. How, how messed up would it be if he came in like, and he's expecting it. He's expecting us to ask the question. We just don't bring it up. <laughs> what the hell was that? I'm surprised you guys didn't ask me about Alanis. Dude, are you still hung up on her? <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> really, dude? Let it go. I guess we'll just have to bring you back for another episode. <laughs> That'd be crazy to say that to to send that video clip to Alanis Morissette. Right. Where the madman says to Dave Coulier, well, you still hung up on her? Let it go. And you send that to Alanis Morissette. Oh, God. <laughs> You're talking about <laughs> opening old wounds, man. <laughs> We're not cruel in person, Mr. Coulier. Don't don't be scared of us. <laughs> Says the guy who calls himself Madman. Dude, I bet he cleaned up when he was doing Full House. Of course he did. Seems like a smart guy. Okay. All right, I'm done talking about podcasts. Because, I mean, I only listen like two days a week. Uh, most, like seriously, Monday through Friday, 
I'm doing like podcasting or writing for podcasting or uh, making videos. And all these things require like eight of your senses to do at a time. And so it's not like there's only two days a week where I have the kind of job where I could just sit back, listen to something, and do some menial task over and over again and so forth. Mm-hmm. But it's like pretty much, you know, five days a week I'm doing stuff that involves my sight and hearing. So uh, I have to make a recommendation because I know that you're following the Shapiro podcast or at least the video shows. I won't until I have to work. That's when I listen to them. Oh, fair, fair <laughs> until enough. Until the weekend. I don't listen to them. Fair enough. Um, shows that really eat up my time during the day that I think are good shows to listen to yeah. are Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. Yeah, I've heard of that. Stuff to Blow Your Mind. Uh-huh. Uh, this American Life, Radio Lab, Criminal, uh, and Aaron Menke's Cabinet of Curiosities and Lore. Okay. Um, oh, and My Brother, My Brother, and Me. You mentioned that a couple times. My Brother, My Brother, and Me is like if cartoon characters gave bad advice and it was a show. Um, these guys have the most cartoony voices, and, and uh, I can't... One of the guys has this high-pitched Gilbert Gottfried kind of voice. Uh-huh. And, and I can't I can't place what cartoon character he reminds me of. Iago from Aladdin. No, it's not. It's not. It's not <laughs> quite. It's not quite Gilbert Gottfried. It's Gilbert Gottfried esque. What are you gonna give me a cracker? Like less less guttural, you know, like <laughs> like a prepubescent Gottfried, maybe. I don't know. Okay, well I'll take your recommendations into but consideration. But it's great. My brother, my brother, and me. They call it an advice show for the modern era. It's a lot of fun and. Uh, and uh, well, you guys, yeah, you guys have been cracking me up too much. We need to move on to the next segment. Fine. We're gonna have time for the news. Uh, so I was thinking this weekend about your personal heroes and idols, and how I grew up loving Weird Al Yankovic. Mm-hmm. I got laughed at, and people were talking about me for weeks because I was listening to a Weird Al Yankovic tape in the back of the bus, slumped down with my headphones on. And I'm singing the lyrics to the song, and I didn't realize it was loud enough for everybody to hear. Oops. Awesome. I get up, and I'm, like, hiding my, hiding my uh, what were they called, Walkman. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting off, and everyone's staring at me. I'm like, what the fuck? And it's like, dude, you don't know. You just sung, like, five Weird Al Yankovic songs on the bus ride home. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I did? It was like, yeah, everyone was laughing. They're just, don't stop, dude. You don't, don't stop him. Don't stop him. I loved Weird Al Yankovic, all right? And I also liked Bill Cosby, all right? What's mm-hmm. cur- what I'm curious about is, how what? was Barry manifesting before you were drinking? Didn't you read that rant I put up on Shock Monkey Radio oh, Redux guess. on Facebook? Hold on, EK catches up. Go catch up, EK. How we met. It's on our Facebook page, Shock Monkey Radio Redux, if you need to catch up too. Where was I? Bill Cosby. Yes. I was a fan of his, too. He was a comedian, a clean comedian. Gave me a lot of laughs growing up. Taught me how to do voices. Like Mubbish Mabbeth. Remember Mubbish Mabbeth? Mm-hmm. Mubbish. That's hard. Mubbish Mabbeth. I practiced for a while. I still can't do it. You know. And Weird Al Yankovic has weird in his name. But he's not the one that's going to jail. For doing weird shit. Like drugging and, and groping, sexually assaulting women. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just one of those things where you can kind of, you're kind of at the point where you don't want to give, uh, put your faith in any hero anymore. 
you know? Because it seems like Bill, if Bill Cosby can go down, everybody could go down like that. Yeah. And, I mean, I think it's part of, like, growing up in many ways. I know I'm 40 years, 41 years old, and I'm like, I feel like I just grew up, you know? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's ridiculous for no, me to say, but I still love comic books, so I guess it kind of makes sense. Well, that's the point of life is to grow older but never up. So, I mean, yeah, you, you have a lot of heroes. You grow up with heroes, and you can grow up with a hero like Bill Cosby. And you can emulate traits of that hero. Mm-hmm. Like, you can learn how to do voices. You don't need to learn. You don't think he doesn't get the power to do voices by drugging and sexually assaulting women, though. No. So that has, one has nothing to do with the other. Emulate that good trait you like. Right. That bad trait? Yeah, that's not for me. No. Drugging and raping women? Not for me. No, that's a, good, that's a solid pass. I, that's a good way to go through life. Yeah. If you ask me. Yeah. And uh, I think it's funny that Weird Al Yankovic has continued to remain one of my most squeaky clean heroes. Because, I mean, I love him. Still do. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. He's a guy who loves music, and he's a guy who loves comedy, and so he's like, screw it, I'm doing both. All love in that. one shot. Yeah, I love it. Wrapped it's, up and presented with a bow. And so, I mean, it's just... You gotta understand, is like, uh, the kids who are... Um, Growing up in this day and age, they're heroes. Who their who their heroes are gonna be? You know, there is like some some kid out there who thinks that Paris Hilton is like super a super famous actress. Okay. Okay. All right. There are people out there who think that Colin Kaepernick is an accomplished athlete. Yeah. Right? Athlete. Excuse me. Excuse me. There's some kid out there that thinks Trump is the best POTUS ever. He's the president that Gotham needs, not the one that Gotham deserves. But there are kids who are not young and who are not old enough to understand that and think that everything that Trump is doing is the way a good president behaves. Then their parents have failed them. Yes, that's true. That's true. Or they're not paying attention to him, which I think it's either one or the other. They're either helicoptering over them, telling them to one or completely ignoring them. Maybe a little bit of A, a little bit of B. Yeah. Anyway, I just did you have any personal heroes that kind of betrayed you? Betrayed me? Yeah. Kermit mm. the Frog? Or betrayed you by doing something horrible that you didn't like. I mean, my first was Axl Rose. Well, yeah. But he betrayed me at such a young age that I kind of forgive him because I was young and I was in preschool and I was stupid. Axl Rose? No. Superman. Superman? What did Superman do to you? He, Show us on the doll where Superman touched you. Here, in my head, he made us think we could do anything, so I wanted to be like Superman, and I tried to fly. What'd I, you jump off of? My dresser. I jumped off of my bunk bed. <laughs> I, did you have the Superman underoos on? I had the Superman pajamas complete with cape. Did you make the cape? No. Did you find a red towel? I had an actual cape with an S on it. The oh, Superman emblem. Really? The, I, all I could the, find was a towel that was red. I had the official pajamas. I jumped off the top of my bunk bed. I stuffed it into my shirt. I figured that's the key. <laughs> the cape is the key. That's what I thought, too. And I jumped off, and I was like, I'm going to land into a cool kneeling thing. You know the superhero landing? Yes. I tried to do that. You know what happened? You broke something? My knee went straight into my face, hmm. and that's how I lost my baby teeth. <laughs> My two front baby teeth? Mm. Nice. We never found them. Mm. You know what that means? They're in your knee. No, you pooped them out. 
I pooped him out. Poo teeth. I swallowed him. Two front teeth. The it was it was like a joke. It was like all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth because I thought you're gonna poop him sooner or later. Son. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I jumped off, and I went full, both arms out, trying to fly. I don't know where I was going in my room, but I was going to fly. And I turned and landed on the hardwood floor and broke my arm for the second time in that year. That's when you, like, cried yourself asleep in bed at night. If Superman's not real, I bet Spider-Man isn't real either. <laughs> I didn't read comics. I didn't know who Spider-Man was at that point in time. All I, I knew was Christopher Reeves. But, I mean, I understand that that's how Superman failed you, but are there any, like, real heroes that you had that you think that, that really failed? Fa- that I considered heroes that really failed me? Or do you just not put that much stock in people? You'd rather put that stock in somebody fictional like it, Super- Superman. Well, again, I was in preschool. But, you know, typically I look at somebody and uh, I just... It's, it's like I try to make a personality jenga it's like all right take a little bit of this character from this guy a little bit of character from this gal and yeah i'll form it into the sloppy soup that is the hill hippie exactly because i am not going to learn accordion just because i love weird iron i think that's one of the most annoying instruments ever created and i'm glad you've that would be so fun so fun (laughs) i can see you dancing around with an accordion and getting a little monkey putting on your shoulder (laughs) hey welcome to shock monkeys everybody And I guarantee if Weird Al Yankovic ever comes on our show, he's bringing his accordion. Uh, Just because of that statement Just because I said that, yeah. I guess I deserve that, Al. My hero. Um, It may be like two to ten years before we can ask Bill Cosby to be on the show. But I'd rather not. Do you think that quick? How many of those did he get convicted of? I don't know. I don't know. But I know there was at least, uh, what... Above a dozen that he was uh, accused of. Here's what pisses me off: is I I was trying to make a meme to uh, send out for before a podcast, and I made two of them because I wasn't sure if if they were racist. Both of them. Both of them. Okay. All right. One was a meme where it was Mushmouth saying, "I love love my favorite podcast," right? Mm-hmm. And then it's be FXPG Public Radio at the bottom. And the other one was uh, the Swedish chef. And it's a, I'm a favorite food podcast. Okay. And so I put it into the group and I was like, are these racist? The answer is yes, they're both racist. But the only pe- the people said that the Mushmouth one was racist. And I was like, why? And they're like, because of Bill Cosby. It's like, Bill Cosby can't ruin Mushmouth. <laughs> Mushmouth is different than Bill Cosby. Is Mortimer the Marker suspect now? Who? Mortimer? Mortimer the Marker? Oh, yeah. Is he suspect? Is he complicit? I don't think so. I don't know if he was complicit, but he might have got stuck a couple of places we don't want to know about. Uh, going to Hill Hippie's Garden. Do you need, need to catch up, EK, or are you good? I got it now. Okay. <laughs> Want to go into Hill Hippie's Garden, Hill Hippie? Yeah, we can do that. So, we're going to go into the culinary world. Culinary? Culinary. Cooking with mushrooms? No, I'm leaving mushrooms completely out of it. Excellent. That's the best way to cook. Yeah, maybe for you. I want to go into the world of spices. Like? 
spices, you know, like used to cook cinnamon, stuff like that. Crimson and clover? Mm-hmm. Over and over. Over and over. Over and over. You notice there's a correlation in countries that use more spices versus countries that use less spices in their cookings the closer you get to the equator. Uh, yeah, I've actually heard that before. Tell me more about it. It seems to be there's a fascinating bit of research being done on the fact that most spices in the uh, photochemicals that give the plants their flavor, thus the flavor of the spices, they actually kill microbes. It's part of the plant's that natural makes, That makes sense, system. yeah, yeah. So Tell they started doing it. researching on this, and it comes to find out that it could be that they put all these spices on their foods. Like, let's think about it. A lot of countries, especially before refrigeration was involved, they would pre-spice their meats as a way to help store them if they didn't dry them out. Right, right. And salt, a, salt. Yeah, salt, so uh, a lot of different spices, but they would actually find out by doing these tests that these spices will actually make uh, meat at room temperature keep longer right. than if they didn't have the spices on it because oh, yeah. the spices, the photochemicals... In, in, Create a barrier. Yeah, and would kill the microbes that were uh, yeah. already there. They packed them all sorts of things, sugars and salt and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, one of the things that I found, uh, and mind you, I didn't find a whole lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, of the research on this, but... Uh, there's a compound in cinnamon bark that kills MRSA. What, MRSA? MRSA. What's that? MRSA. Staph infection. Oh, really? Yeah. I like chewing on little those little cinnamon things. Is that what it gives me that? Yeah. So that'll help me with staph infections and stuff like that? If it's got actual cinnamon bark from it, yes. That's what cinnamon is, is bark of a tree. I know. It's the only tree I've ever wanted to eat, you know? <laughs> No, I take that back. Um, when I was uh, in upstate New York, the, they get the syrup from the trees. Mm-hmm. The maple trees. Yeah. Adirondack maple syrup. So good. Yeah. I'd, you'd catch me licking a tree in the Adirondack Mountains. That's what I'm saying. They're all over the place, dude. Silver yeah. maples that go out to Illinois, there's a shit ton of them. Nah, pass. Some around here. Not, I'm, not going, I'm not going that far to lick a tree. I'm just saying you'd enjoy it. Phrases that you never thought you'd say. Yeah, right. <laughs> also, uh, there is a uh, compound called rosmarinic acid, which I'm assuming that comes from rosemary, because they didn't really expand on where the source of this particular acid was from, but rosmarinic sounds like it comes from rosemary. Okay. Removes carcinogens from burgers after you cook them. Okay, right, because uh, carbon. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Carbon bad. Carbon bad. We're carbon based, but carbon bad. Uh, you don't want too much of it. Of you don't want it bonded with oxygen. That's whoo! What a mess. <laughs> what a mess. People die with that all the time, and it's you know nobody really mentions it. You know, you got to murder a bunch of people before you get, they give you three names and put you all over the news. Yeah. You die of carbon monoxide poisoning. Who gives a shit? Yeah, you dumbass. Maybe that's why people are mass shooters and shit like that. Yeah, just, that's I just, how I, just, I get my name. Anyway, is that all you want to say about that? I went on a real <laughs> weird tangent, left turn, right there. I'm sorry. I almost been... went into a really dark place. Yeah, I'm a. Yeah, I'm sorry. Don't be. It's it's fine. Was there more you wanted to say about no, no, mixing like... the mage oil to get the healing spices or something? What? 
no, that was pretty much it. But it's just a fascinating correlation of things that we didn't know that apparently the ancient world did. Yeah. All right. Did he, did he laugh or something? Where'd he go? EK's gone. Oh, I s- thought I heard something. I thought he fucking farted. You wish. You wish you heard a fart. You want to get into the news worth knowing? Always. Of course you do. So, <clears throat> are you an organ donor? Yes. Really? Um, uh, next time I go to get my uh, ID, update, yeah, I'm gotcha. going to uh, change that fact. But From not, you are an or- organ donor or you want to change it to uh, organ donor? I th- Normally, I am an organ donor. This last one time, I don't. It didn't mark me as an organ donor. So, in my mind, yes, I am. But on paper, I don't think I am at the moment. Okay. Well, I'm going to read this headline. You ready? Mm-hmm. Washington State Fire Department used dead body for training without family consent. Report. Uh, Washington State Fire Department is feeling a different kind of heat after an investigation revealed that some employees used the body of a recently deceased person to practice multiple intubations, according to a news report. In July, the unidentified body was taken to the Bellingham Fire Department's Fire Station 1 to wait pickup from a funeral home. While there, several department members, including a division chief and EMS captains, practiced multiple intubations on the body, the Bellington Herald reported, citing information received from the city's communication director. The fire chief confirmed the report to the newspaper, saying in a prepared statement that he had first learned of the incident in early August. Quote, this incident is either neither is neither normal nor acceptable, he said, Chief Bill Newbold. The, this is continuing. The chief officer directed, directing this activity was immediately placed on administrative leave pending the outcome of a complete and thorough investigation. Now, that's all we really, really need to be mentioning about this, but uh, would you be okay with that? What, somebody was randomly playing with my body once I'm dead? Yeah, well, they're intubating. I don't care. I'm no longer there. I don't want you. Yeah, I'm. I don't care either. As long as they put me in the ground without a coffin, just throw, kick oh. my body in a bag, put yeah. my body in a bag, throw, and it's got to be made of natural fibers. Yeah. In a hole, put dirt over me. Yeah, that's your problem. My body is your problem. That's all I. All I have to say about that. Take so. from me what uh, what other people need, then give me back to the earth. And if a couple of EMS people, I mean, practice shoving stuff down my throat, because that's what we're talking about, right? Right. <laughs> for training purposes? For training purposes. As long as it's the intubation tubes and not a different type of tube. Right. You know, so, I mean. Yes, I don't foresee. Uh, even then, I probably wouldn't care, so. Yeah. Well, I guess. If my mouth is that sexy, <laughs> that a bunch of EMS is standing around and it's like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I got to get a tube down there. <laughs> Now, here's the thing that, po- that kind of popped in my head when I uh, you first mentioned this story to me. Is what goes through somebody's head? Just, all right, they brought this body there waiting for the mortician to pick it up, correct? Yeah. What goes through somebody's head where they said, well, there's a good, there's a, good training a, moment. There's a cadaver. Why don't we make the good use out of it? <laughs> what? I don't know. It's complex. It's a complex situation. It's like, I personally don't care. Right. But my family might. Might. 
What the hell? I forgot I had the freaking ads. All right, we're going to move on to this next story. Country's first robot sex brothel set to open in Texas. Prompts backlash. Texas? Yeah, prompts backlash. Texas? Yeah, you ready? <laughs> All right. You ready? I'm ready. The first so-called robot sex brothel in the U.S. slated to open in the Houston area this month has prompted a massive backlash from residents and activists who say it will ruin their neighborhood. The company opened its first location last year near Toronto, where a $60 burn buys you a half hour alone with a robot sex doll, according to the Washington Examiner. The dolls start at $2,500 to buy, by the way. Yuval <laughs> uh, Gavriel, the founder of Kinky, Kinky S Dolls, or Kinky's Dolls, uh, made the announcement during an interview with the Examiner last week, telling the paper he, exp- he plans to expand 10 locations throughout the United States by 2020. Elijah Re. Rising, a Houston-based nonprofit organization aimed at ending sex trafficking, started a petition titled Keep Robot Brothels Out of Houston. The nonprofit has more than 6,500 signatures as of early Tuesday morning. Quote, as a nonprofit whose mission is to end sex trafficking, we have seen the progression progression as sex buyers go from pornography to strip clubs to purchasing sex robot brothels will ultimately harm men yeah their understanding of healthy sexuality yes mm-hmm. and increase the demand for prostitution and sexual exploitation of women and children do I need to keep reading uh, uh, no they're robots. Right. If you are worried about sex trafficking, worry about the human. Yeah. First, the the trafficked, sex trafficked humans. That makes more sense. Before you worry about a bunch of objects that people want to put their dicks in. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a fucking oversexed, pun not intended, fleshlight. That's all they fucking are. It's very similar to like Real Doll. Have you heard of Real Doll? Yeah. I mean, there are these very expensive sex dolls that are fucking ridiculous. I wouldn't know how to, if I bought one, I'd, what would I do with it? Just stare uh, at it in silence? Obviously, you would fuck it. That's what it's for. And then then what? It's like, there are cheaper ways to masturbate. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Would you just have it sitting in a chair staring at you? I could see Batman at his computer trying to make a YouTube video, and he just keeps turning around because his sex dolls... Just staring oh, at him. Oh, you're just your mother all over. <laughs> you know? Will you quit nagging me? I'll get a job. No way you're pregnant. Don't pull that bullshit again. I showered this morning. I'll shower tomorrow morning. I'm not taking another one now. You don't want to have sex with me because I smell bad? You don't have an olfactory sense. <laughs> so, uh... How weird. It is because it's weird to fuck a robot. robot. I mean, you know, whatever happened to the old blow-up dolls you used to see in all the 80s movies? Those were useless. Uh, who cares if they were useless? They're fucking hilarious. I mean, they're just so stupid. Well, so is a, rec- a sex robot. I just, I don't get it. I wouldn't. Worry about the humans being sex trafficked. Yeah. If you want to say that that's fucking gross, that's it, a different story. Right. 
But, All right. Yeah. But okay, don't, don't we, call we, it sex we, trafficking. We, we want to stop prostitution. Here's a way for guys to go get their jollies off cheaper. There you go. safer. But we're going to stop that. And it's and they're just trading diseases with each other on an object. They're all putting their they're they're all renting. Yes, they're renting somebody else's sex toy. Think about that. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. Sixty bucks. Lower the price. I'll start endorsing it. <laughs> Sixty bucks for a half an hour. Thirty dollars fifteen minutes. Well, because I need at least two hours because we're going out on a date. I got to introduce her to my family. That's a lot of heavy lifting. We're gonna go ring shopping. Ring shopping. But I'm not gonna buy anything. So I don't. I'm not sure. I'm still not sure if we should get it yet. Uh, yeah. And then, and then maybe, you gotta know if and she, then, and if, then if she really really is interested, that's when she fucks me. Right. Right. And, right. Well, let's she go, might. Let's, let's she, go to the car. If you tease her with the uh, with the diamond ring, she might hold out on it though. You might actually have to buy that Tiffany cut white gold. Just like her mother. <laughs> Gold digger. <laughs> That's why I don't have a sex doll. Uh, yeah. Because I'd be talking about her all the time. And how she's nagging. Nah, 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 nah. Get a real job. Don't be podcasting all the time. What a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're sitting there pamptomining with your hand in the mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. My fantasy girlfriend that doesn't exist is already nagging me, so why would I get one? Well, I, I can think of one reason why you would buy one. You could justify whatever price they would put on it if they came out with one that looked like Rebecca Felgate. Uh-uh. I wouldn't, no. Yes, you would. I, no. I find that sacrilegious. That's a graven image. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. You would not desecrate that temple. I No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, naked man outside of Florida, Chick-fil-A, is arrested for trying to fight a passerby. Again, another naked outside of a fast food chain. I just, story. I love it. It's just like, it's, it's better than getting a gun and starting shooting people. It, it absolutely is. And so this is why I like these stories. It's because, who are you really hurting? Yourself. <laughs> a 30-year-old Florida man was arrested Monday morning after he stripped off his clothes and challenged passersby to fight in Chick in a Chick Fil A parking lot, a witness told the police her boyfriend called her, alleging alleging he was being chased by a man who was later identified as Corey Michael Hotzel. While he was riding his bicycle in Palm Coast, uh, he uh, when she arrived at the Chick Fil A, she said Hotzel took off his clothes, ranted about his genitals, and challenged her boyfriend to fight. The Flagler County police officer said he observed multiple vehicles drive by a white. The man, mm-hmm. male, uh, who was nude and yelling, quote, look at my junk, <laughs> look at my dick, according to a report. Uh, he also apparently alleged, he allegedly yelled, you're gay for looking at my penis, <laughs> at the boyfriend. <laughs> See, no, this seems to me like an, a perfect example to advocate the use of these sex doll brothels. Because if he was able to get this sex doll to look at his junk, I feel like he wouldn't have been on the side of a Chick-fil-A making passerbys look at his penis. But then you'd have a guy like the Mad Man who's like, Look at my junk! Why aren't you looking? Voluntarily look! Why do I have to tell you? So, you're in a bad mood. I'd rather you got naked at a Chick-fil-A. 
Or a Taco Bell. Yeah, or something. Than going and getting a gun. It's a, what a good way, a very Nerf way to cry for help. Yes. <laughs> so I like that. But then you end up, by doing that, you end up on the uh, sex offenders list. Yeah. Yeah. Want to talk about another Bridezilla? Not really, but go ahead. Well, it's just, you know, I'm 41. I do want to meet somebody. Marriage is something I do want. But every now and then I read a story like this and I'm just like. I'm good. Yeah, it's all all right. It's all all right. All right. A bridezilla is mocked after strict wedding rules go viral. All right. A stunningly strict list of rules and regulations for one couple's nuptials has gone viral on Reddit, leaving many wondering why anyone would want to attend such a humorless event. On September 20th, Redditor Laika Cat posted the image of an email allegedly sent by the wedding coordinator of the upcoming wedding ceremony, which included stipulations such as, quote, kindly refrain from upstaging the bride on her big day. Oh, and no admission without a gift of $75 or more. Oh, wow. Yeah. The post has earned over 10,000 points on Reddit and sparked uh, over 1,000 heated comments many critical to the rules that are outlined in the message. Here's another one. Quote, please arrive 15 to 30 minutes early. Please do not wear white cream or ivory. Please do not wear anything other than a basic bob or ponytail. Please do not have a full face of makeup. Uh, EK's reaching for his mic. This is about me! (laughs) That's what I'm hearing. Everything that you... This is about me! Let me read a couple more, please. Before we start ripping on this dumb girl. Quote, do not record during the ceremony. Ceremony. Do not check in on Facebook until instructed. <laughs> Use hashtag their wedding hashtag when posting all pictures. Here's one in all caps. Do not talk to the bride at all. What the fuck? Here's another one. Quote, everyone will toast Remy. No exceptions. No, no, no acceptance. This is what she wrote. Everyone will toast with Remy. No acceptance. Acceptance. I can't even say it wrongly. <laughs> I, I did no it twice. Acceptance. This is, she continues. Lastly, you must come with a gift of $75 or more or you won't be admitted. Wow. Go, 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 Bridezilla. <laughs> Jeepers. <clears throat> At least it's not like a, what, like fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, like, yeah, fifteen hundred dollars. I'd kind of to pay for their honeymoon. Seventy five dollars is worth going to that wedding and talking to the bride. <laughs> you know. All right. What's up, baby? You want to get out of here? You ever seen that movie, The Graduate? Let's mm-hmm. get out of here. Yeah, I banged your mom. So what? <laughs> it's inconsequential to the romance of the plot. I've never had to utter those words. I just, I, why are why are people so selfish, unrealistic in their expectations of other people? Anyway, I want to move on to the next topic. We got about eight minutes left, so uh, this is a news story I uh, found interesting. Ex fake fakes, ex. Facebook content moderator claims disturbing images gave her PTSD and is now suing Facebook. Um, She alleged uh, she filed a lawsuit on Friday 
that as her time in her time as a uh, content manager, it left her with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and it's triggered every time she touches a computer mouse. Selena Scola, who worked at Facebook for nine months, was tasked with enforcing nine months was tasked with enforcing the company's policy on prohibited content such as violence, hate speech, child exploitation, nudity, and disinformation. Uh, she claims the tech giant failed to uphold its workplace safety standards for the moderation field. Scola says she developed PTSD as a result of constant and unmitigated exposure to highly toxic and extremely disturbing <coughs> images at the workplace. <coughs> That's it's kind contagious. of what your job was. Corey Nelson, a lawyer for Scola, said in a statement that the company, quote, is ignoring its duty to provide a safe workplace and instead creating a revolving door of contractors who are irreparably traumatized by what they witnessed on the job. I'm not going to read anymore. What do you think? Does she have PTSD? I, th I think she, it's self-inflicted. Yeah. Quit the damn job. If it's that traumatic, quit the job. Find something. And this is exactly why Face and I just recently re listened to a podcast about this. This is exactly why Facebook and other social media giants have their moderators outsourced to places like India, where they are not liable for the exposure to people that that is happening. That that they could claim PTSD from. Oh, I had to see six million dicks that I had to say that can't. Oh, that's a dick. I can't go on Facebook. Oh, another dick. Oh, another dick. Oh, look, there's a severed dick. And meanwhile, I can absolutely understand why that would be traumatic for someone to experience as a job for an extended period of time. But when does it become your own fault for not quitting? Yeah, you know what you're getting into by taking this job. You're a moderator. It's not like it was like, hey, we're going to hire you. We're not going to tell you anything about what you're going to be doing, though, just in case you don't want to do the job. Now, here's your first day. Uh, stop all dick pics. I had to look at 17,000 dicks, and they only paid me $10 an hour. I'm suing because I'm, I am stressed uh, post-traumatically. Dear Facebook, call me. I will take this job. You can pay me for it. I fairly will. Nope. And I will not go get PTSD because I understand it's a job. I look at dicks all the time. <laughs> Every time I go to the bathroom. Every time I have to whip it out. <laughs> it's not that interesting. Trust me. No. I just, Unfortunately, I've met people with PTSD. Stop. Stop pretending you got it. It's, it's, it's not fair to people in the military that you are uh, culturally appropriating PTSD. There you go. Way to make it a microaggression. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, fight fire with fire. We're, all, we're like the punisher of politics. Um, Ooh, I just think, I think that, it's self-inflicted. She could have quit at any time. And if and, they started disturbing you that much, right? You should have known enough to like this. Right? Isn't did a she job see, for did me. she seek therapy? I was forced to continue to be employed at this job. Right? Yeah. Whatever. Come on. I this had, is I, I've got a roof over my head. I got bills. I got to pay. I couldn't just quit. Oh, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can, you can find another job. I mean, I can understand if you um, do not agree morally with the positions of your employer, and when I got to that point where I was like, I do not agree with the positions of my employer. I just said, I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want and wait until they fire me. What's and messed, that's what happened. What's mm -hmm. messed up is like, this is a, the, first of all, the job that she was doing as a moderator is an, is an altruistic job. It, it's important. It is work. You're preventing work. people 
like masses of people from being exposed to something you're willingly exposing yourself. You're falling on a grenade. Yes. And now you're going to sue the company. Yeah. The, and meanwhile, the company employed you to protect other. You you had a chance to be a hero, and now you're going to be a dick about it. Is it really a hero to stop people from seeing dick pics? Yes. I th- yes, it is. When there are children, when there are children on Facebook. Good point, but that's are... bad parenting for letting their kids on Facebook Plus, in the first place. No, I mean I've, I've got family but, on Facebook, yeah. and and that's how we communicate with video chat yeah. is through Facebook. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's and some people are trolls. Plus, if you think about all the, yeah, all the times people will put porn, I mean, you have no idea how uh, how quickly. If they, if like, if the person who's screening all these pictures and videos and stuff like that took a break and it was only one person, in in that ten minutes while they go and take a you know pee pee or something like that, it was like there'll be hundreds of people just posted porn and, and dick mm-hmm. pics and, and stuff like of, that. And speaking of porn, revenge porn. Yeah. Like if someone if if that wasn't yeah, if, if that wasn't moderated, you could post a naked picture of an ex girlfriend that you had a bad breakup with, and and there'd be no line of defense against that. At least with a moderator, the world doesn't get to see it before it gets taken down, and people download it before it gets taken exactly. down. Exactly, only a few people. There's right. a level of protection for privacy with moderation as well. I mean, there's a lot of really good reasons. I do I do view it as a heroic job because you're exposing yourself to nothing but filth, and you are preventing masses of people to be exposed to that horrific content. Because it's not just dick pics, it's not just revenge porn. It's like beheadings, yeah. And like people being blown yeah. up with bombs in Iraq, yeah. Like snuff films, snuff yeah. films, yeah. like mm-hmm. the, like like the moderation is is animal abuses, and, all sorts of horrible things. And yeah. to, and to be like, oh, this company caused me PTSD. That would be like Superman suing the world because he experienced PTSD from saving it. <laughs> like that's just fucking ridiculous. Okay. We got about two minutes left. I want to talk about this stupid beer. Uh, I IHOP debuts pancake infused beer called IHOPS. I like clever name. It is a clever name. It's brewed with batter. Sick and tired of your beer industry's lack of pancake infused beer offerings? Not to worry because IHOP has you covered. <laughs> Uh, the chain famous for its breakfast menu and arguably its burgers has partnered <laughs> with the New York Brewery Brewery. Keegan Ales to debut IHOP's pumpkin, pumpkin Pancake Stout, inspired by pumpkin spice pancakes currently offered in the restaurants. That's all I really want to say about that. Um, gross. Are, are you agreeing with me? Do it verbally. Yes. Would you drink pancake beer? Would you have waffles and pancake beer? Yes. No. Yes? Yes. I've also had coffee beer, which... Don't like Gross. coffee. Yeah. Don't like coffee, but just the concept of drinking Buzz beer from the Drew Carey show, I'm in. And yeah. it was delicious. And it was one of the only ways that I can tolerate coffee. There's a lot of good coffee stouts out there. Yeah, I'm a fan. Gross. Peanut butter beer, delicious. I have had that. That is good. Especially the chocolate peanut yep. butter. Yep, absolutely. Does it taste like a Reese's peanut butter cup? Not it's that, that it's good. Like, it's like an aftertaste and not that strong. Mm-hmm. Bill. But it's good. It's, it is. It's, it is tasty. And it doesn't taste like sugary sweet. Well, it's just like what other than breakfast foods like pancakes, waffles, crepes, would you pair a pancake-flavored beer with? I guess it would depend on what the finishing note was on the beer. because that's usually Pancake-flavored dis- beer. Bratwurst. Barbecue. Uh, I don't agree with barbecue. 
Well, depends. Are you talking Carolina style, like vinegary like or sweet barbecue? So Kansas City, and that seems like it'd be too much. Yeah, it's too much. Too much sweet. I would say like bratwurst or something like that with mustard. Something extremely savory. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Pot one. roast. Ooh. Well, it's seven o'clock. Or we're gonna go start dinner. Ooh, ooh Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. I would skip on the yams. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> it's not Thanksgiving dinner without my candy jams. <laughs> or my IHOPs beer. Why not yam beer? <laughs> Ew, don't. I don't want to get started. Candied yam beer. Yes. All right, we're one minute over. This has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the madman and I love you. I'm the hill hippie wishing I hadn't heard about Bridezilla. <laughs> I'm EK and I've got the theme music. <laughs> <laughs>